The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Will you pray with me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, our strength and our salvation. Amen. One day in 2013, my family and I were out shopping for new decor for a new office at a church we were just sent to, and I saw something in the Hobby Lobby. Now, you need to know that I have a one-visit-per-week limit to the Hobby Lobby, and that most of the time in that constraint of visiting the Hobby Lobby, I remain uninspired. But this time that we were there, That week, in that moment, I saw something, and I picked it up, and I showed it to my wife, Holly, and I said, this is going to be a lamp in my office. And she said, who's going to make it a lamp? I said, I am, of course. And she said, but you've never made a lamp before. And I said, when has something like that ever stopped me? (laughs) I'll try anything, even if I don't know how it works. And I made a lamp. There it is. It's, 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 it's a, yeah, no, really, stop. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, And... Uh, for safety reasons, I had it checked by a journeyman electrician because I was going to put it in, in the church office, in my office, in the church office, and he inspected it and looked at the, the workmanship and said, it'll do, barely, but it will do. I, this is one of the hobbies that I have, an avocation that goes along with my vocation. You see, our vocation of following Christ is the primary work to which we are called. That is to be disciples who make disciples of Jesus who love this city with the heart of Christ. That's why we gather each week to be a part of that work of making disciples who love this city with the heart of Christ. That's our primary work. What we do or have done in order to make money to survive in our economy is an avocation. Our primary responsibility is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Secondarily, some of us have to work for a living. I get to be a pastor to do that. It coincides with making disciples. Shining light and making lamps is an interesting hobby, avocation, that follows along with the vocation of making disciples. It's what the Magi did. They studied the heavens and the stars, 
And, and, and there are many and, and um, varied explanations of the stars they saw in the night sky in or around the time of Christ's birth. There's one that I encountered years ago that I couldn't find in the past week to, to refamiliarize myself with it, but, but it's about this constellation and that constellation moving in the right places in relation to planets and stars all together, and so they knew where to go, and they followed that light, and they found the one of whom it proclaimed, and they gave their gifts in honor of that one who was proclaimed by the light and being warned in a dream, they went home a different way. That's another sermon for another day, to leave, to leave here by a different way. Today we're going to focus on what the Magi did and God's call upon our lives for this new year. And the first thing that we're called to do is to seek the light. In one of the commentaries that I read this week, it asked, what kind of disciple do we seek to become in light of the revelation of Jesus Christ? What kind of disciple do we seek to become in light of the revelation of Jesus Christ? And, 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 and to me, that's an interesting question, particularly for a gathered body, many of whom who have grown up in the church, always knowing the love of Christ, always participating in the love of Christ. Does it mean that we have to continue to grow in our relationship with Christ and our representation of Christ in the world? And I believe that to be completely true whether this is the first day we've ever been in church and, and, and for the first time in our life today we, we confess Christ as Lord and Savior and seek to follow Him all the rest of our days or we have lived and been a part of congregational ministry for a long, long lifetime. God's call upon our lives to continue to grow and to continue to become I believe grows stronger the longer that we follow Christ. So what kind of disciple do we seek to become? It, it may mean doing the things that we've always done. In, in about a month and a half, a little, a little longer than that, we have a thing that we have done every year for many, many, many years. Do you know what it is? Oyster supper. Oyster supper. How many people in Beaumont, Texas know that oyster supper is on the last Thursday of February? All of them but one. All of them but one. We had that conversation in staff meeting this past week. It's always been on the fourth Thursday. Well, last year it was on the 22nd, which was the fourth Thursday. But when, when I looked at this year's calendar, I picked the Thursday closest to the 22nd, which is the 21st this year, which is the third. third. I, was, I was wrong. <laughs> this is a side note, and it's one of the most important lessons leaders 
can ever learn when to be wrong, how to admit it, and how to move on. I was wrong. It was pointed out to me. I confessed it and corrected the date to the 28th, the true fourth Thursday, and now we're moving on. And when's it going to be? The fourth Thursday. It's always on the fourth Thursday. Why? Because it always has been. Well, see, some people say that, 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 that the worst, awfulest words in church is we've never done it that way before, but that's not always true. Sometimes doing what we've always done can continue to be fruitful. What we have to evaluate is what kind of fruit is this bearing now? And, and if it can bear other fruit, even better fruit, how do we adapt to do that? Pastor Severio and I went across the street to get chili one day last fall. And we noticed on the ticket that we bought for the chili that we ate, it had worship times on the ticket. And we went, huh, this is a bigger ticket than we sell. And they have room to put worship times on there. Maybe we should enlarge the ticket we sell for oyster supper and put worship times on there for our tickets. Amen? God's call upon our lives today and every day is to do what the Magi did and to seek the light. And what we know about seeking is that what? We will find. Thank you. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will knock and the door will be opened. Yes. So, so the next thing after we seek the light is to see the light. One of my friends gave me a flashlight to keep up here. I keep it on the, on the electrical box for the light switch on the way into my office so that if I'm on the way out of my office and it's dark and I need my flashlight, it's right there to grab. But you know what? If, if I turn the flashlight on and point it in a direction and close my eyes, the light from the flashlight does absolutely no good. Right? Doesn't matter how bright it is, how many thousands and thousands of lumens it might be. It doesn't matter how well I point it in the right direction. If I close my eyes to the way before me, what's going to happen? I'm going to run into a wall, or I'm going to trip and fall on my face. We have to seek the light and also see the light. As the people of God, we have to remain open to the possibilities and probabilities that God continues to share God's light with the world. And if that means that sharing God's light in a new way as a congregation, as individuals, presents itself and we're able to participate in that, what should we do? Jump in with both feet. Seek the light see the light, and 
shine the light. Shine the light. As I was studying this week, I, I, um, I got a little bit overwhelmed. Beaumont's a big place. We have a larger reach than just Beaumont. All the way out to Winnie, all the way up to Kuntz, all the way down to Mid-County and points beyond. And I thought, how in the world as one person can I shine light over that whole geographic area? As I listened and studied and prayed, this came to me. No one person is responsible for shining Christ's light in the whole world. Only our part of it. I don't have to shine light everywhere we go as a congregation on our own time because I can't. I can only shine light where I am. Mother Teresa said we can do no great things, only small things with great love. So shine. Shine where you are, everywhere you are. Years ago, I heard a quote that was attributed to Gandhi, and I looked it up, and, and somebody smarter than me had done all this research and, and said that Gandhi has a quote in a paper that he wrote that, that points towards this statement, but, but it was Arlene Lawrence who said it in the late 70s, I believe, be the change you wish to see in the world. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Are drivers in Beaumont and, and, and points beyond careless and reckless and, and rude? Maybe. Don't be one of those drivers. Are, are, are people in the grocery store sometimes pushy and shovey and walk right in front of you and cut you off while you're looking for your groceries? Sometimes. Don't be one of those shoppers. Are people in your family cantankerous sometimes? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I get that way, a little cranky, and I try to go to my room before I'm told to. <laughs> Be the change you wish to see in the world. You see, the thing is, the thing is this. We are either shining Christ's light or we're casting shadows because we're in the way of that light shining in the world. We're shining Christ's light or we're casting shadows. As we read through Proverbs on the fourth, this, this kind of just jumped into my lap. The ways of right living people, I'm reading it in the message translation, by the way. I've never read through Proverbs in the message, so that's what I'm doing. The ways, this is Proverbs 4, 18 and 19, the ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. At coffee on Friday morning with a friend, I had an independent, unsolicited report about you all. You don't know that I have spies, but I do. They're out and about in our community. No, I don't really have spies. But, but, but ran into someone I know um, who knew my friend better, and as we talked about you all, um, I received this independent, 
unsolicited report. And he said, you know, your people are shining brightly in our community. They are inviting others to be a part of what's going on down there in downtown Beaumont. And you all are making impact on this city. I need to tell you that today. You all shine brightly for the sake of Christ. And God's call upon our lives and my encouragement as one of your pastors is to seek the light, see the light, and shine the light of Christ for the sake of God's kingdom. Amen? Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.